0: you <laughs> Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I just want to let you know that at the end of this episode, before going into the end credits, there's about a 20-minute conversation between Sai and I on the topic of how to get started in podcasting, how to track the analytics of it, and what kind of gear is used, particularly in our situation, that you can use to kind of get started your own podcast. So if you're interested in listening to that, listen through to the end of the podcast. I'll put it in just before the end credits. Thanks. Hey everyone. Welcome to, or welcome back to, the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ, and I'm joined by my co host, Telsey, and together we explore topics surrounding flow. As well as lead by inspiration through our own passions, and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. So, Sai, we're we're well into the conversation. Totally. Yeah, now. Your, your
1: your watch here, I think, says eight minutes, nine minutes.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like six six minutes left before, so
1: the camera goes off. Yeah. Do you want me to look at you? The camera.
0: We usually just talk to each other. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because um, I mean, you. I I think you're uh, so um. We have Cy Grobler from the Peterborough Chamber of Commerce on today. Hi RJ, <laughs> thank you for being on. You're you know, very it's been welcome. half an hour, and we're just getting the, <laughs>
1: yeah, we're the just getting ahead. started.
0: Yeah. So very um, cool. Anyway, yeah, we usually just forget about the microphone okay. uh, that's kind of like i think one of the skills that we have in making people comfortable you uh one of the questions that i was going to say for later but do you like it i think you do you identify as like an extrovert or oh, yeah. introvert yeah yeah
1: no i'm an extrovert uh <laughs> i remember i had to write a paper so i'm in i'm doing my mba and so i had to write a paper yeah and uh it was i think a leadership paper and so part of this leadership course was uh, you know Introspective. You have to like really dig down about who you are, yeah. like who you be. Yeah. And uh, I think I started off my paper by saying my, you know, my uh, my animal. If I were to choose an animal, would be a squirrel. And my <laughs> wife's like, that is not a good way to start a paper at all. And I'm like, no, but that's me. Like, you know, I'm I'm there. I'm running around, and then I'm over here, and I'm running around, and I'm here, and I'm not really uh, ashamed of 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 being. Yeah. busy and out there so no i'm totally uh, a an, an introvert for sure i'm Intro- sorry oh, sorry extrovert, extrovert. Yes, yes totally an extrovert
0: yes for sure without a doubt i figured and it's it's interesting i don't know if we've we've kind of started you know diving into this a little bit tying it in just because like telsey and i both are highly like identified as introverts okay and i th- like a lot of our audience, a lot of people that kind of come to float it's just it's all part of the the atmosphere here for a lot of
1: people there's the introvertedness is the introvertedness
0: um okay i mean the the further you go down the the progress of you know self mastery and stuff there's a there's a balance right like you learn. Like, we've talked about this. You learn how to, you know, get over that shyness, which is different from introversion, yes. to be able to talk to the camera or yes. talk to the microphone. Yep. Um, but a lot of our guests sometimes, like, don't – aren't totally used to it. Yeah. So, the, the, I like to, them to forget that there's a camera going or a microphone going as much as
1: possible. It's interesting, as you say, the the introvertedness sort of, like, those people kind of tend to – Flow spa yeah. or you know floating yep. and and sort of this flow state because like you know that's meditation right like yeah. if you're you 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 kind of are working on yourself you're kind of thinking internally and so sort of that sort of perspective definitely I can I can see that it lends towards this whereas I think sometimes uh, people that are extroverts yeah. typically people just kind of think that they're like you know shallow they're out there performing they're out on the stage and it's not necessarily true but that that, no. that impression is totally there right of yeah. of like oh you're not the deep thinker you're not like sitting down like you're like you know your classic philosopher <laughs> pose right now like the you know yeah, no, yeah yeah you know like you know <laughs> instead of like you're out like waving your arms around so like sure. totally that that vibe and not to make you change your pose there at <laughs> no, all
0: that's but, okay i'll stay in that pose yeah it's no, a great it's, pose i'm just
1: yeah but yeah no, just, that's that's uh I think that happens a lot, you know, like you just kind of like, okay, that guy's up on stage. He's very forward facing, like he he doesn't sort of take back time to like review what happened in the day or just before we came in, you talked about like having, um, sort of those moments of, of, of quiet moments. What did you like stillness stillness? Yeah. Yeah, Like just to kind of think about, and I mean, I do that all the time. Like I, I do that all the time. People people think that i'm definitely in my position at the chamber i'm i'm forward i'm out there it's it's my role yep. um people tend to think that that's just you know that's what i do and totally that is an aspect of it but i'm not really it's funny i don't think of myself as being the the performer type or like out in the open i'm actually i, I think of myself as much more introverted than than what i act cuz i'm sure. in my head constantly in my head constantly, I'm, 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 I I, um, I talk to myself nonstop, yeah. right? like over and over. I, I discuss arguments in my head over and over sure. and over. And then like at the end of the day, I lay down and I'm like, okay, you know, what happened today? What happened tomorrow? What do I need to improve upon? And sort of trying to step back a little bit and trying to understand how come I did that? How yeah. come I, how come... I'm I'm okay doing that, and for and for me, I am very extroverted. I'm I'm not um, I'm not shy of making a mistake. Like I'm I'm as, that's the way that I think about it. I'm not attention seeking. I'm just uh-huh. really uh, not afraid of of messing up too much. Cool. Like, that's kind of my outlook on that. Yeah. The work that I do, no one's gonna die. Like right. no one like. I no one's gonna like the worst thing you could possibly do is kill someone, right? Like really, like that is like up there. Like yeah. like you know, killing people is way up there. And in my work, I can't do that. Like I physically, unless I like, you know, am an erratic driver.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like I I Honestly, my day to day, I I cannot kill someone. And so that gives me a ton of freedom to go and explore. That's interesting. And and challenge and not challenge. I'll rephrase that. It gives me the opportunity to go out and do stuff. And then if it fails.
0: So what? It's a new lesson to learn from
1: yeah you know and and no one's dead so like you go again like i think about this a lot because my dad my dad's a pediatrician yep. my mom's a pharmacist and she should have been a doctor but that's a different story and my wife is a uh, dentist and so medical professional medical background grew up in that household like all three of those professions you've got no wiggle room for for Trying stuff out of the box, sure. Like you can try to talk to patients differently, but there's a protocol when it comes to any of these things. Yeah. And if you don't follow it, there are serious consequences mm-hmm. to your reputation. You can lose your license, and you can seriously hurt someone. Yeah. So those those professions are very they're they're trained to be that way, and right. so you cannot make a mistake there. And that's right. Same thing with the airplane pilot. You don't want him to try stuff <laughs> ever, right? Like you don't want him to be like. Well, button i don't need to press today like no like you you follow the steps and in my career i don't have that like i don't i just don't have that and so it gives me the opportunity to be like okay well what can i do to advance my uh the organization that i work for myself my career all of that and like if that means taking a chance yeah then i go for it and and a lot of times uh i just end up being in a role of being Mm forward-facing i just end up being sort of Okay, send him out, get him to talk to people. And even though I don't racist like I said before, I don't like shy towards that. It just sort of happens. So Interesting. That's kind of yeah, that was a long winded explanation of are you an introvert? Or oh, sorry, extrovert, extrovert, extrovert <laughs> it's outside. Okay. No worries good question
0: to start with it is because you know it it led in a couple of different directions you were gonna
1: yeah i was gonna so what do you see yourself as more introverted oh yeah see i don't find that from you because you're so you're you're very like like when we first met like this is only our second conversation right Mm -hmm. like i was here a couple weeks ago and uh it was just this, like, you're you're very personable and you're very interested and you listen yeah. really well. And so, like, and you knew my name, which was the crazy part. Like, I stopped in here months before. You're like, hey, Sai. I'm like, holy crap. Like, how did you remember my name? Or, like, I had to look, I was in the parking lot looking <laughs> up your name before coming in. Like, oh. I, I knew your last name and that was it. Yeah. So, like, I, I I wouldn't guess that you were introverted, necessarily.
0: That That's like a, I'd say that's a huge compliment because if you knew me, not even a decade ago, like four years ago, uh, it would be totally different. Oh, yeah, answer. it's been. Uh, I mean, that's you know, that's like my life um, thesis. It's sort of the mission with the flow. Like flow is all about finding meaning, but like to me, it's like growth and progress. Yeah, is like okay. what drives me, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's that's really awesome to hear because that's um, that's like just what I've been working on cool like it's it's been uh you know huge life changes kind of led me to want to start my own thing and and part of that was really um developing this confidence that was like Built from 10 years of reading books, right? Gotcha. Like a lot of... Spent,
1: so you 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 spent time taking it all in. I spent way too much time taking it. Like gotcha. in my
0: opinion, way too much time taking it all in. Okay. You know, people say timing, you know, it's, it's like it happens when it happens mm-hmm. for a reason kind of thing, which I definitely like uh, believe in too. Um, not in like a super like spiritual side of it, but from just, I don't know, just life experience kind of getting to that point. But it's uh yeah, no, those are just like c- central to like what I've developed as my core values. Like cool. the name thing is just uh actually Name thing being what, sorry. Like remembering people's names. Oh, okay. Is just uh it's the central like Dale Carnegie, right? How to win friends and influence people. Cool. And that was something that Josh Chessman, who yeah, you were just saying you were watching, I his was watching video, it, yeah. What a cool he, dude. Oh yeah, totally. And um I mean, I'd known it before, but I'd worked in in areas where it was easy to remember everybody's name because you saw everybody every day. Gotcha. And then the first time that I was subjected to this different realm of uh, like needing to learn a whole bunch of people's names was working for him at the gym. Right. And it was a new pe- person like every day and you're trying to remember names and everybody like that comes. And for me, like running a business, it's just uh, and, and seeing people come back like a person's name it's is music to their ears totally. as dale carnegie Gar- carnegie yeah. says and yep. so i do absolutely everything i can to remember people's names Excellent. and uh and it's practice uh it's like it's a it's a muscle like anything else if you is that if you the... work on it
1: sorry you, I, yeah, I was no going to interrupt you no, like okay. so how do you practice that do you do the was it back to the future thing with Brandon frazier where he's like <laughs> you know hi rj how are you doing rj what do you do here rj <laughs> um I definitely think one
0: of the the most valuable tips is using the name as many times in the first okay. first meeting okay uh, and and then I mean it happens from time to time because we've got so many customers here that I do mess up a name if I've messed up your name, I'm never gonna forget it again. Gotcha so not that I say intentionally mess up somebody's name, but uh, I do also like the like mnemonic idea, right so if you can kind of associate somebody in some way like uh it, if they remind you of a famous person who's gotcha. you know there gotcha. whatever okay. it is just a little trick thing whatever you can do yeah like i know there's deeper mnemonic things and like and memory techniques where you kind of like i could envision like uh i don't know like um somebody like tap dancing on your head or whatever or like i know there's a lot that okay. goes into kind of like finding out like a facial feature that really like links it to memory. And I don't know if I do any of that subconsciously. It's just, like I said, it's, it's using the name as much as possible is definitely good. But then, um, and, and, and well, kind of the, the conversation, if you, if you can associate something personally to them, yeah, you're going to have it. a much better way of like time remembering them too. You know, if you've yeah. had some yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, conversation, yeah. it's like, And it takes some time, like, I have so many customers. And sometimes it's like, I know their story is X, like, you know, they, they have like a daughter that's in gymnastics or something, but I can't remember their name. And that's where um, something that like, I guess kind of goes into more of my like introverted nature is that uh, instead of like, just like jumping forward with it. I let my like subconscious or maybe this is, maybe this is like the mindfulness training or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know that like my subconscious will come to the answer. If if give I, it just, a time. I give okay. it a little bit of time. Interesting. And so by the end of the conversation, it'll be like, nice to see you again, side. <laughs> you know, like I got it again. It's just like, if you kind of, if you ruminate on that too much, you're going to, you're going to like get stuck in your own way. And like, Interesting. I don't know. I find that with a lot of things. Not not just names, but like a lot of things. Interesting. Um, and and to uh, to be honest, like the not not the only way. Like you were very impressionable from the start. But mm-hmm. I mean, I've been watching the chamber videos, so I oh, know who gotcha. you are.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I say, Hi, and I'm when sorry. you go to the ma- <laughs> when you
0: go to the mailboxes and deliver all the yeah. chamber letters, it's, yeah. like I've I've been. Because I've been wanting to join the chamber for quite a while, it's just been kind of gotcha. timing up with cash flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's just like I, I knew who you were and I knew who Tip was, and
1: yeah, I mean that's the uh, that's the great part about about social media is that you could like you know now now uh, a nonprofit like ourselves have we have the opportunity to give our organization a brand or sorry not a brand a personality which has always had. Yeah, the chambers, or, like the Peterborough Chamber of Commerce, has been around for 130 years, so yeah. it's always wow. have a per, it always has had a personality, and it and it's it's thing and it's 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 permanent. Um, but with social media, for the first time, like we could like show you exactly what that personality is. Yeah, and and um, Tiffany and I, it's a cool like I, it's a great story uh, how it sort of ended up to you know where we are now with with our social media profile on with the chamber yeah. from where we were before because we've always had lots of members lots of content lots of stories that we were telling mm-hmm. but uh, when Tiffany and I started there was a co, co you know there was a dedicated effort on mainly Tiffany's part cuz she came from uh, an industry where they really utilize social media a lot yeah whereas the chamber network the chamber community a uh, little bit slow on that sure. front as a as an industry yeah And so she came in with this knowledge of like, yep, this is what we need to do. And her attitude was like, we need to like show people that we're an awesome organization because we are. And so with her help, sort of like lining everything up of like, yeah, okay, film what we do. That's it. Like there's nothing acted here. It's like we mail out letters, film that we have staff meetings talking about this, film it talk about how we're setting up excellent excellence awards like you know take photos just let people in and all of a sudden we've got this opportunity just to show people our personality yeah and 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 that you know that's Tiffany. That was Tiffany sort of. I before the chamber I came from, um, I worked for uh, General Electric in the water division. Yep. They're no longer in the water d- division. They, they got out of that. OK. My joke is uh, once I told them that I was leaving, they sold the water division. Yeah. It was like, you know, this five billion dollar organization was nothing without me. But that's not not true in the slightest. And so in that realm, you know, we didn't have I had no opportunity to impact the, the personality, the branding of, a, of this giant multinational corporation. Sure. Because that's, you know, there's someone else doing that. They're yeah. making crap, you know, they're huge. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, at that stage, we had 3,000 employees across Canada and I was one of them. Yeah. You know, and I had no say in that. And so you go to the chamber, there's seven people, there's now eight people. and yeah. All of a sudden it's like, okay, well, what do you want? You know, you are now in charge of what the personality is is like you can showcase that yeah it's like sweet okay yeah i'm i'm all for that i'm i'm all for showing people what we do how we do it what we're trying to achieve our struggles and stuff and and yeah and now we ran out of uh hard um space on our computer on our servers yeah a couple of weeks ago was like
0: yeah i just got a new like these videos are all about 40 gigabytes for these
1: whoa 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 yeah whoa that's a lot <laughs> it is so like you know wow yeah so like a normal computer i think my first laptop had 200 gigs so that's yeah. you know that's five podcasts that's yeah. a month
0: only up only until this past month when i upgraded my computer i had a 256 gig hard drive like i i was not editing on my computer anymore because it ran out of space a long time ago yeah i had to edit off of an external hard drive crazy and it was so slow yeah and uh crazy and
1: <laughs> so like where's the bank of servers coming in just uh, to keep <laughs> yeah, all of right this now, about.
0: like you know eventually there's there's some pretty sophisticated like storage backup stuff too um these days but i've just got i with uh with black friday i just got like a three terabyte hard drive awesome. to store at least this year's worth of stuff on <laughs> yeah, um, you worry
1: about next year next year yeah
0: exactly
1: <laughs> like any just, cloud stuff that you use or no
0: It's I've got, you know, a bunch of cloud storage. You know, Adobe gives you 100 gigabytes uh, when you're subscribed, like the Google Drive, you know, for our email, Um, iCloud. I've got 50 like but I don't store stuff there just because that's like that's for quick access files. Um, I don't really it's it's too hard to maintain like all those different like where is everything.
1: You gotcha know? yeah if you um, got 10 here 50 here yeah, and 100 yeah. here yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like
0: so yeah. i'm like i'm getting smarter on that side of like the digital um file systems um cool. cool because yeah if you kind of keep it everywhere it doesn't work whereas if you put it on an external hard drive even right like in a like i do a lot of like paper journaling and stuff um very analog
1: with a lot of that stuff uh and isn't it, that nice to write stuff out it's fantastic yeah are you like on board with that oh Do man you- like i brought my notebook and you should have seen me studying last night for this podcast <laughs> like i've got notes i've yeah. got by the way we're failing that part because none of what i studied or we're talking about at all
0: <laughs> we might get there depending <laughs> on how much time you have but
1: that's uh it's okay because it uh um, it works so well, like, yeah. like it works it's, so well, just hand to paper, just like it just I don't know what it is that well, that thing of just you write it down, it yeah, sticks better. It you, does. You remember writing it. Yep. It's it's weird.
0: It's you no, know, there's a I think we've c- covered it a couple of times before, but there is a there's an actual like memory and psychological component to it. Cool. Because the thoughts in your head are mostly. Yeah. Um, are mostly like right brain creative things okay and when you write it down the actual seeing it and writing it is also ties into the left hemisphere which is more so you're like, sending
1: connections yeah you're
0: sending connections cool. through the corpus callosum to, yes to actually tie the information together cool, cool, which cool. makes it stick more it primes your brain to like pick up on the opportunities more mm-hmm. um subconscious gets to work on it that's why a lot of people recommend you know whether it's first thing in the morning or last thing before you go to bed, you write down what you need to work on first thing in the morning while you sleep, your subconscious is working on it and then boom, you're ready to go in the morning.
1: Interesting. So my wife does journaling. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a journaler, but I, I definitely,
0: you're like but a task
1: list kind of person. Task list. I write everything down my sales meetings. I just write, I just, of hours so yeah it's funny so i also teach a course and none of my students write well very few of my students take handwritten notes or even like because i've got a surface computer so i i write yeah so during this mba i've been like yeah you know i'm writing like crazy and it's awesome yeah because like i'm not using paper yeah and like i can choose different colors and i don't know with the light thing if that's a bad thing or not but i'm like
0: my opinion is if you're still writing it yeah it's still working for the most part
1: that's kind of um, what i feel like too i
0: i find like having a smart so i i re- last year i discovered like the whole bullet journal method okay and what's so, that sorry so it's um it's it's like a just like a very like rapid sort of style of um uh, my i'll show you afterwards what it looks like okay but, um it's a dot on dot grid paper so it's not very it's very free form to do whatever you want with it and it's a really like nice system um, that like I'll yeah I'll show you after it's very cool but it's uh it's very useful for retrieving information okay. in like an analog form and the thing that drew me to it in the first place is the creator of this bullet journal method described it as um a, a mindfulness technique disguised as a productivity tool. Okay. And when I heard that, I was like, I don't know what that means, but I am down for it. <laughs>
1: You're like, sign me up. Yeah. And I'll give you all my money.
0: <laughs> well, I bought his I bought his book because he was it was when he was kind of promoting the book that I first heard of it. People like have been into like the whole bullet journaling for a long
1: time, but. Um, the, so the newest it. thing, uh, not a newest thing, uh, a thing that I saw a couple of, of years ago with actually, no, this year yeah. when it comes to um, uh, j- uh, writing down notes, you can buy a book with a special pen.
0: Yeah, no, I have one of those. Like, too. and yeah, you the, take a the photo. Rocket, the Rocket book. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't cool. tried it. And I, I used it for a while. I just, um, I, I don't know, like, I, for a long time, I was so far on the digital side of it. And I get that, but um like I've just realized when it comes to wanting to reflect on things or even like I am obsessed with actual books and like Got as you. much as tactile, as, I, yeah, as yeah, much yeah, as yeah. I have like a huge library of Kindle books and uh there's an app called Scribed, which is like a library digital like subscription. It's it's like eight bucks a month, and you can basically get whatever book you want. Cool. But there is a big difference like i i just can't get over the like the paper like the, the actual, feel like the actual yeah. paper book um
1: i um so yeah for my so MBA taking courses yeah um downloading powerpoints yeah saving it on like one drive on on the surface yeah and then like i can make notes yeah great awesome yeah. and then like I would when I started the chamber, I would take that into sales meetings. Yeah, and people were so like distracted by the fact that I was taking notes on a computer with with a pen. Oh yeah, that it just threw them like like they were just like like hold on, what are you doing? And yeah. then like realized that you know I'm a millennial, I'm fairly <laughs> young, coming in with this thing. I was like, you know what this 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 vibe isn't right. So back to um, paper. It, and it works great. Like yeah. I, have got no issue with it. Like yeah. I, the, the part that I like so much about the the, the digital one is that yeah. I, I don't run out of space. Yep. Like, and it's no, there I, and it's I safe to the cloud. Like yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm not losing anything.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Sometimes, no, it depends on what I'm doing. Like these I've evolved to like a digital system for the podcast gotcha. because like the questions that I write down that I want to ask, which we sometimes get to or not, yeah. uh, I, I've started to do like originally it was all on paper and then I'd mark the show notes on one page and I'd have the the questions I was going to ask on the other page. Um, but then I found like a nicer system digitally that I kind of switched to that kind of uh, just yeah saves a few steps and makes it easier for when I'm copy and pasting all the show notes to the different, whether it's YouTube and all that. Um, so I, I like the meshing of the two different styles yeah. depending on what it is and uh, and you know like a digital calendar is the best is, is really <laughs> awesome the best. i i still uh, i kind of do it as like a redundancy though like i will put it on my apple oh, calendar you, okay but i actually still write you it down have an a, like actual one. planner too yeah
1: i've gotten to the point now and i don't know if i'm proud about it or not but like if it's not in my digital calendar it didn't happen that's like I'll backtrack meetings. I'll backtrack like people like everything. Like yeah. even if something happens, I'll put it in. That's great. And I'll um, I'll you know if my wife says we're going out for supper, it's in there. Like yeah. it, like, everything, everything yeah. is in there. And if it's not there, it doesn't get done, or it didn't happen, or it didn't happen. Like yep. one or one or the other. And like and it's and it's weird because if I'm like thinking back, reflecting on the day or the week, it's like this crutch that I'm leaning on of like okay what actually happened today what does my calendar say yeah what do my notes say how do i work back from that yeah no it's okay that's my mom yeah oh okay she's coming in to get (laughs) get set up for the morning cool it's all good
0: um so uh no that's i don't think it's a crutch though that's like the more that i study you know people that are excelling in their fields that is that is one of the keys oh yeah that's something that
1: like the organizing part or the the digitizing part which exact part sorry
0: um i'd say more the organizing part okay yeah having it like written down as something even if it's for the the fact that yeah you can look back you can see if you were productive or not interesting you know you can yeah. you can see yeah, yeah, how you yeah. use your time yeah when it comes to say you've like So you think you've run out of time in your week. You're like, I can't fit any more, anything else in my schedule. If you actually, even so it's this concept, um, that I'm kind of obsessed with right now too, because of, uh, this, this, um, Behavioral psychologist called Nir Ayal. Okay. He wrote this book recently called Indistractable. Okay. And one of the key things that he suggests people do is is actually, like, record everything you do. It's also something that's pretty popular with, like, bullet journaling and, like, having paper journals that... Yeah, time... Time boxing. Yeah. Or people call it batching, chunking. I like the idea of time boxing, which the reason I'm, like, you know, rambling on about it, I actually just, like, finished up writing a a new course that I'm going to be launching uh, like a digital uh program
1: through, through flow spa or um, a little side yeah, thing? sort
0: of kind of uh, you know cool. like my life is flow spa so it's like it'll definitely be something that the a lot of the audience use but it's basically going to be um like kind of the the success tips for achieving your own dream goals cool because cool. you know this is a, a dream goal that mm-hmm. and like that's kind of the the phrasing that i've used for longer than i can even recall is cool. like this idea of like the dream goal and it's just something that's like you know a huge goal you don't really know if you can achieve it doesn't really matter if you actually achieve it but the process to get there the working is, towards it the working towards it gotcha. leads to this growth that like cool. i'm so obsessed with um so, so time, part
1: of this and yeah. so is the course going to be called dream goals so no yeah you're not no. there yet
0: well I guess it's going to be called 2020 vision okay? because we're approaching 2020. 2020. like it. And yes, this is supposed to be the way that, you know, it's going to be a very, it's, it's a pretty like, you know, basic starting point. It's the first steps on like a really long journey, you know, cool. like Lao Tzu says the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Mm-hmm. These are not just the single step, but the first few steps towards, Digestive. towards yep. your journey you know, we're, we're entering a new decade, 2020, uh, it's been, it's been 20 years since we thought the world was ending with the yeah. year 2000. And, uh, you know, some people are kind of like, there's, there's definitely a lot of people that are kind of lost, you know, floating around aimlessly without, without like a, a vision. And mm-hmm. it's something that the more that I've directed my life, the, I realize that there's, there's simple steps, but they're not easy, Concrete. but I really want to like, I, It's just something that clicked into my mind that I've got people coming to me now. And I'm so happy to give them advice or like kind of give them, you know, what maybe the next step might be for them Mm -hmm. that I figured, like, I'd just start packaging it together. Cool. And so I think it was last weekend or the weekend before I sat down at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning and I wrote till 1 p.m. Whoa. And then Monday I like I was supposed to be doing other work, but I wrote (laughs) for like half the day. So I've got like 11,000 words. Whoa. Um. And then there's going to be a video for each section. So I I want people to work on it over the course of like a week, probably. You know, there's there's I think there's six sections. There's a bonus section. So there's technically a week's worth of material that I want people to do day by day and uh, and workbook material to go with it so that you can actually like. Because the action's the important part. Yes. You can read like like I did for ten years. Yeah, you can read totally. everything
1: you want. Then you have to do it. But you actually have to do it. So and and this boxing thing is part of is it like the first lesson, second lesson? Is it early um, on?
0: So so the first one is on how to like set your dream goals. Okay. So goal setting is, is section one. Um after the introduction. And then after that is um Do you have a four
1: word where you like you thank your mom and your dog or so
0: I've um <laughs> not not yet like i've written a book on strongman oh cool uh, like i've got like a 300 page strongman training guide wow and that but, one has, wow like, my my sort of forward that was something that i worked on sort crazy. of crazy like i was working at the gym while this was kind of that was like the transition phase of my life and like okay i had this idea to write like a strongman training book for a couple of years and i never really got around to do it and then like i moved back to peterborough i had like a big you know sort of like Transition in my life, um, like left the sort of corporate world at Queen's University. And and, uh, that was when I sat down for like a couple of months and wrote out this strongman book that I'd spent, you know, at that point, like what, seven, seven years of strongman training, like was condensed into like my own view of it as a natural athlete. Crazy. And uh, so, seasons of strongman is is like a year round training guide. Seasons but, of
1: strongman, good name. But like,
0: yeah, and but good because name. I wanted it to have quite a, a narrative structure to it, so it actually is based off of Joseph Campbell's um, Hero with a Thousand Faces, like his okay. his um, monomyth. So okay. the idea that like all of these all of these stories that we're really drawn to, whether it's Star Wars, you know, the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. They all follow this kind of monomyth structure, you know, with the hero, there's a call to adventure, you know, there's the entering into like descending into hell or the darkness, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's like the sage, all this stuff is kind of the way, like I envision, like the cycle of strongman going. Okay. And so seasons of strongman is really like tied into that.
1: No (laughs) wonder you say you're introverted. Like you, you, you wrote like (laughs) 11,000 words and like, Uh, yeah. You know, I I have to start writing my thesis uh, in January. I should get you to do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. So anyway, talking about that, um, are you so you've got a master's degree in biology.
1: Yeah, I got a master's degree in specifically environmental physiology is the, the okay. big umbrella. Yeah. Okay. So biology is the big umbrella. Yeah. Environmental physiology, and then a tiny sliver. What I actually studied, uh, well before i want to actually study is um rainbow trout physiology and behavior okay and specifically i did a, my thesis then was on ammonia how ammonia influenced rainbow tr- trout hierarchies hmm. so super specific yeah because that's the way science goes yeah i watched a lot of fish swim around <laughs> because that's what i signed up for It was. uh, Yeah. So that's 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 my academic. That's one part of my academic. And
0: now you're working on your MBA.
1: Now I'm working on my MBA.
0: And do you you still teach at Trent or was I still.
1: So um, the MBA allowed me. I took a couple of courses in the MBA that allowed me to to teach uh, social enterprise and social innovation at Trent. So just one course. I'm a course instructor. Gotcha. You know, I just I don't have a desk. That Well, I technically do have a desk, but I don't have a desk. Like, I just go in, I teach. Yeah. I come back. I'm in the middle of uh, grading finals right now. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. That's tons of fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, so I think I get the picture of, like, what led you to this with a very, like, academically, um, you know, like, centered family household. Yep. So, but that's a lot of schooling. Tons uh, of schooling. So, is that what influenced you like this sort of you've got how how did you go into this kind of like different style of it though because you've got like you know the family structure is all you know like doctors and mm-hmm. and uh and pharmacists and and you kind of like we're headed that way it looks like biology you know like that's sort of pre-med route. but then what 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 led you is that sort of just the natural thing? You know, you you kind of had to go to university. Did you feel like, or was it? How how
1: did that all work for you? Yeah. So you know, in our household, um, university was an expectation, but it wasn't for the job. You didn't do university to get a job. Yeah. You did university to get an education and life experience. And so, uh, you know, as a kid, it was like, yeah, you're going to university. And so like that sort of expectation was, was there from the beginning and you could choose, you know, obviously what you wanted. And there was never a sort of idea of like, yeah, well, this is going to get you a good job. Like that, that expectation never existed. It was like, no, you're just going to go to university. It's a great experience. You're going to learn lots. Like this is sort of like forming a complete human sort of like five in my family's interpretation of that. And then um, I was good at biology. Uh, really good at biology Uh, in high school just really liked it Uh, looking back on it I really liked uh, you know what you would call facts so hard evidence like Uh data like this idea of objective truth Like I just really enjoyed that aspect and um, so you know science is that's sort of like the basis of 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 scientific reasoning sort of And, uh, so did that, uh, undergrad did that. And then after undergrad, just, I was never smart enough for pre-med, like, like doctor was never medical doctor was never my, like, I was just not intelligent enough for that. And that's, you know, whatever.
0: I went through that same sort of, uh, experience myself. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, looking back on it, I feel like it was a little bit of, um, just not, mature or ready enough um yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah I, 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 get I feel that. like i could do it now if i really wanted to interesting yeah
1: yeah interesting
0: but i don't think like I, I veered from that path a long time ago and i don't i don't really feel the call to yeah it's not it wasn't my purpose i think
1: yeah that's how i feel yeah as well um so then finish undergrad and then like undergrad the The driving factor, you know, you've got all these different things going on. But, like, the driving factor for me once I finished undergrad was, like, not to go to work. Like, I finished undergrad and I was like, I am not ready for work. Okay. Like, that was the overarching theme that i had yeah and uh, it was like i can't go to work like i'm just not ready to like nine to five i'm not ready for that i'm just not ready i'm not ready for that uh, there's also this lingering thing of like i haven't quite done enough in science or biology i need to know a little bit more like that that part was also there but the driving factor was like i can't work right now yeah so what do you do when you're out of undergrad and you don't want to work right like <laughs> You go back to school, right? Like, <laughs> what else are you going to do? So uh, super fortunate to get into the lab that I got into. That's a great story for another time. Yeah. Uh, got in there. And then, like, as soon as I got in there and saw what academia was like, I realized that, hey, I don't want to do academia, So like this, this track towards PhD and teaching, like, I love teaching, don't get me wrong, but like that level of like detail, like I'm not that detailed oriented, like like, as a, I'm just not. So like that specific was not it. So then it was like, okay, well, you've gotten, you like biology because you like facts and you know, data, but you don't like it that much that you want to like devote your life to. You know, how exactly does the metabolism of a trout differ in this environment? Like, I'm not that interested in it. I'm sure I'm interested, but not that interested. And then that turned into, um, when I was in, take a, take a couple of steps back, always through high school, like people and my mom and my parents were like, yeah, you know, you're really sociable, like you're really personal. You need to be in an environment with where you're talking to people. Yeah. And so, in your academia, you're not that. No. Like, you're, like I I said before, I was watching fish swim around. Like, I did that for hours. Like, hours on a day, I was watching fish swim around. And, like, it was cool because I was finding stuff out that no one knows. And so, that's, you know, that's novel in a way. But, like, not people focused at all. So, then after that, it was like, okay, now I've got, now it's time for work. Like, now I need to, like, get out. I need to, like, deal with people i need to find stuff like that and then uh, again fortunately got hired on by g in a sales position wasn't really thrilled about a sales position uh-huh. i had all these uh sort of negative attitudes towards sales yeah very negative attitudes towards okay. towards sales um uh, you know you're when your parents are academics and you know your your girlfriend at the time she now my wife uh also an academic, medically trained, you know, like there's this sort of like, well, you know, you have to help people, you right. know, going around, hucking stuff, at, you know, and pitching things a certain, saying things a certain way to someone like buys. It's not really like a noble profession. So got into sales with that sort of background into stuff and like, you know, sort of through my own, able, you know, thought process of dealing with that. It's like, I yeah, know sales, are, there's nothing wrong with sales at all. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I'm go- I'm, I'm okay at it. Um, I, I've got no there's no negative concept. like I I don't feel bad about it. Started off like that, don't get me wrong. Yep. There's a little bit of growth there. Again, yeah. like when you're so at that stage, so that's four years of undergrad plus two years of, of masters. So like six years of of university exposure mm-hmm. sort of gets you to that, like, well, you know, maybe sales isn't that great. And then once you get in, it's like, no, this is fine. Like, yes. this is like, there's nothing wrong here. There's no problem. And, um, and then similar to you uh, transition when my wife and I moved to Peterborough. Mm-hmm. And so at that stage, I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do next? Like, do I want to be a, a person that has um, a, uh, an academic background, a biology background, water chemistry understanding and then utilize that moving forward possibly another sales position consultant role or do i want to like take this ch- time to like sort of adjust who i want to be yeah and so uh that was the driver of like okay let's take a look at what an MBA looks like and is and you know was the sales with g got me interested in you know business cool and so I was like, okay, let's explore this a little bit further. And like the greatest part about me doing, like the, the most beneficial I've gotten, most beneficial like information I've gotten from my MBA is that, and you touched on this earlier about like, you know, I, I took in books and then I started doing stuff. Like yeah. the MBA taught me that you can change, you can adjust, mm-hmm. make sure your personality, your core but you can change so much about yourself if you just really want to like yeah if you want to be if you want to be someone that that does this thing that you never thought you could do you can do that thing
0: totally. like
1: like you can do that like yep. it's nothing stopping you you might not be great at it but like if you wanted to blah you could do it yeah i was before that you know science like science is very rigid and boxed in so like you get stuck in this idea of like no i'm a researcher like i take a look at the data and then i formalize an opinion and then like you know it's based on evidence and data and like so you have this sort of track of of decision making. and there's very it's really important that you have that and sort of that way of thinking and i still lean on that a lot Um, but you kind of get boxed in with that approach and you're like well you know what like I don't have to follow that approach. In this case, I don't have to. What yeah. do I feel like doing? Like, yeah. Who cares about the evidence? Like, who, who cares about data? Like, in this opportunity, I want to do blah. So let's just go do it. I want to think about this. I want to try this thing, and this is sort of leans back to that, like trying stuff, right? Like, sure, there's an experimental component to that, but a lot of it is just winging it and then seeing seeing what happens. Yeah. And like, there's no need for me to. I could I, I I could study something beforehand, and it's not like I wing everything. And, right. But for the most part, it's like, well, let's try something, see what happens. So yeah, that was a long. I completely forgot what your question was.
0: Uh, it was it was the uh, like the origin story of your educational. Okay. Yeah. So you you covered it.
1: And you know, and as so, I got this. Um, I picked an MBA. So the MBA that I'm doing is in community economic development, and so. Oh, okay. And and that was a reflection from uh, working in a corporate culture and just not fitting into that corporate culture. Just really not like I was a like if you could, I was a widget for GE, like they could plug me in and out widget. And if you're a company like that's awesome. Like if you are like that company where like your 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 roles are defined in such a way that like, okay, here's the type of person that we're looking for. Do your role. Yeah. Oh, you leave. You know, there's no ripple. Like nothing changed when I left. Nothing changed. Like, you know, it was the same. It was this. If you're a business, that's excellent. When you're the widget, that's not great. Yeah. Right. Like that's not fulfilling. Yeah. For me. And so uh, the MBA sort of allowed me to do something that I didn't didn't know about economic, like community economic development before. Mm. So like this aspect of, like, business for the betterment of a community vibe, right? Instead of being out on your own, yeah, trying to make as much money as you can, which you should do because you need to survive. Like, we've got a sweet mic here that you have to pay for, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you have to, like data and stuff that you have to pay for so you need money to do that yeah but your your vibe is different right and like you know this you're doing a podcast about trying to get people into the flow state of things right like that's way different than you know obviously you need people coming through the door but you know your attitude is that like yeah how do we build this community how do i help out as much as i can and so it's a different sort of it just fits better with with my insights for sure than than not oh shit it's 9 30 crushing yeah no uh let's do one more question and then i should go because yeah i do still have to get to work
0: oh man okay one more question that's a tough one though um because like yeah like everything you're saying just resonates so deeply with me okay cool like that's you know the corporate structure of being you know this big part of the food services at queen's university
1: what like, did you do for Queen's University in the Food service?
0: So like I was I was like a, a manager. Okay. So like cool. Um, you know, my I had done that advanced course in food science. Yes, that's right. And so yep. like food safety was really important to my job, but like it was a retail manager, so like everything overseeing like the staff, but it was a unionized environment. Okay. Big corporate structure. Like yeah. so and I've never told this on the podcast before, and it's it's interesting because like uh yeah, I guess we're going for it. I don't. They probably <laughs> nobody's probably listening, but I don't really care at this point anyway. But like, it was um, like the unionized environment was really challenging. I never experienced that before, but I was I, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just in me is the whole like team mentality. Interesting. It's, it's about yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. about the team, right? There's no, there's there's no like it, it's all about the team. And I mean, I it's funny because I I compete as an individual. But I, I came from, like, team backgrounds, basketball. Yep. I played Ultimate Frisbee in university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and teamwork, like, it is just something. So I was... I, f- I know I was like, maybe that's a bit of ego speaking, but like I was a valuable part of the team. Like mm-hmm. I would help people even if it was a unionized job and I wasn't really supposed to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You because, would mean, yeah, you would just,
0: and like I said, like which I, is knew, a team environment, I knew right? everybody's yeah. names and like, I knew I talked to them all, mm-hmm. even though I was like even quieter back then, like I didn't want to, but I forced myself to talk to people because over time it became easier kind of thing. But, mm-hmm and there was a managers meeting you know this was like the breaking point the, the straw that broke the camel's back and i was like it was it was a struggle with staffing and everything um yep. across the board yep. uh, people were calling sick and and like because it's unionized like you can't you know you got to be very careful with who's getting hours and all that like yep. there's a tier system um and i, I said like you know, I said, you know, like everybody's being stretched very thin, but we're doing okay. Like I'm not the type of person to like whine and complain that, oh, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not me. And, uh, and like the district manager looked over to me and he said, you got to watch your language. It's not us. It's, or it's not, it's not we that it's not, it's, yeah. it's us and them. Yeah. And when yeah. I heard that, that was like the turning point where like, I, it wasn't much longer after that i was like there were there were other life changes that kind of i it was the right timing to leave Kingston and you know move but that was the thing that changed in me that like i realized like i can't stay in like this sort of like thing
1: um it's a very combative stance yeah it's really unfortunate because it doesn't have to be like that
0: no like I, i i agree and you know that's it's interesting, like the social enterprise thing no it's it's you know it's okay, it's a,
1: yeah, I mean it turned out okay for you for but, sure, it
0: turned uh, out okay for me um in my and it's funny, you kind of said you know you were a widget that left g e in my opinion, they lost a hugely valuable and like I don't know if that's yeah. just ego speaking but like i yeah, I was uh I was kicking ass as far as I can (laughs) tell. Um, I probably, I had some growth opportunities as far as, you know, being a little more assertive with the the team, but at least they respected and loved me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like love is a word I would use. And, uh, and that to me is just as important for getting, you know, keeping people happy when things are hard and like challenging and stuff. And
1: but so I guess. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 unfortunate because a lot of you know that that us versus them mentality is just really that. Det- like in my personal opinion, it's just detrimental to a working environment, right? Totally. Like it's it and like morale and yeah, like it's just really detrimental. And you know, like I it doesn't. First of all, it doesn't have to be like that. No. Like it doesn't, like between, um, you know, unionized employees and management, it doesn't have to be that. So I, um, part of my gig at GE uh, was I worked on a petrochemical company Uh making plastics, making some, some, some form of plastics. And so it was a really interesting vibe there because management, again, not unionized, but some of the, some of the, their staff, were yeah. our engineers were and like that organization did a good job of having a team attitude okay about these things so it's not impossible to sure. do but once you're in that environment it's so hard to change it right like it's so hard for you to like get corral all the other managers to be like actually we're all on the same team we're all like we're all on the same team but and, we're on the same team with our staff and like and try to get them to to believe that
0: yeah it's hard and like i don't think it was uh at like my level of like you know individual unit managers, I think it was a little more like a closer to my view of it. It was when it you got to like the re, like the district oh, gotcha. sort of the district and like the general manager for the whole campus yeah. kind of idea. That's where it was kind of like, mm-hmm. and it depended on who there were there were a couple that were a little more on my but yeah but that's where like it kind of shifted yeah the, that was like the the tier that was different yeah because uh like sudexo has got like two hundred sixty thousand worldwide employees i whoa, believe whoa, whoa. is this
1: the food the the that's the
0: that's like the the corporation that yeah like okay. is contracted on campus but um so i guess a couple of yeah we'll, we'll try to we'll re- start wrapping it up but like social enterprise yeah like what does that mean yeah and, so uh, and oh, like no it's okay like what's that what's that mean and uh and what can kind of I don't know so a question that we had when we first kind of got into this deep conversation you were like here for like an hour just
1: yeah off. exactly well, uh, just like this,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um so the idea of like and we we've touched on it a bit, but making you know is is the business just to make money like what's the what's the point you know and I am strongly like there should be a deeper mission a deeper yeah. like a deeper vision to the, the the business and uh so how does that what do you think about that like can people you know just open a, a business for the the sole sake of profits and and what's this like social enterprise thing how's that tie into your philosophy around that
1: sure um so i'll i'll first start with the diff like the definition that i use for social enterprise is pretty ubiquitous it's yeah. uh it's pretty standard across like this field so uh, social enterprise as a as a study is not is fairly new like the I, I think the first time that social entrepreneur the work came out was like in the nine, 1999 yeah 2000 so it's not like it's brand like in the academic world that's new that's right? very new yeah, yeah. so
0: like um, nutrition science is considered very new and it's been around for like 30 or 40 years. That's still considered a very new science.
1: Because that's the way science works. And so uh, the definition for social enterprise is a, you know, a business, an organization that creates social, environmental, environment, social, cultural, no, social, environmental, yeah, and cultural good Mm -hmm. and generates a revenue. So that's the basic definition. So uh, you're creating good whatever that is, whatever good is, socially, environmentally, and you're creating some, you're exchanging money somehow. Yeah. In order to either keep it afloat or because it's part of your mission or whatever. Okay. And so uh, organizations that are set up for that. So think about if you were an organization and then you employed marginalized people Mm -hmm. and you charged the city to do that. Yeah. So you're providing a service by cleaning up the streets by employing marginalized people and then you're employing marginalized people so that's the social good that you're doing so that's sort of the the bare bones definition of a social enterprise yeah the the thing that's so cool in my role at the chamber so lots of businesses that are peterborough focused so very few of them are like that would fall under this social enterprise vibe unless you're dealing with a non which there are a lot of yeah Very few of them are like fit into that strictly that definition, but they're all community focused. Like there's so many of these organizations and businesses out here that are like, I provide a service that I need to charge money for in order to be alive. Yeah. Keep charging that service for, but I'll sponsor a soccer team. I'll donate to this thing. I'll give my space for this fundraising event. Mm -hmm. I'll help out over here. Like... Tons of um, people just volunteer, essentially. So um, even though like a really great example of of sort of the Peterborough vibe is like when you take a look at the businesses that sponsor um, Music Fest. Sure. Most of those are not your typical social enterprise thing. You know, you've got financial planners, you've got lawyers offices that sponsor that music festival the entire year because it's great to have that in Peterborough. Gotcha. It's yeah. great to have that here. And so for me, even though um, you might not fit that definition, like lots of small businesses are interested in, in, in being a part of the community and giving back in their own way. Yeah. Cause they know that, you know, if you're selling insurance, like you get not very little of your, like you're, you're providing a much needed service. That's super important, but it's not like you're like socially enterprisey, Necessarily. One of the things that I have to check myself on is that social enterprise is very um, new. It's very um, chic. It's very hip right now. Uh-huh. People really are like, you have lots of businesses that are bending over backwards to prove that they are a social enterprise. And it's like, no, you don't have to be a social enterprise to be good. You don't have to be a social enterprise to get back. That's not- you do your service that, that is needed and you take money for that and you run a business and you employ people and you pay your bills and taxes. Excellent. Very important. And then when you can, you know, you, you lend your space up for an organization. You volunteer here. And like most of the businesses that are part of the chamber, they just think like that. They just automatically think like that. So even though, like I said, very few of them would necessarily fit the social enterprise definition, they're all very community focused. Yeah. They're all like, and I mean, you're a great example of that. Like you're, you're you're running this business. You need people coming through the door. You need people getting floats because you need to, this is your business. Sure. Yeah, You're paying for a chamber membership as well, right? Like these yeah. are things that you have to pay for.
0: Yeah.
1: But you're also like, how do I generate a community vibe in here? Like, yes, the podcast generates content for us, but at the same time, you're getting really cool people in here talking about stuff. You and Telsy so talk about some really cool stuff. Like you're sort of giving way in your own way. You're yeah. giving back in your own way. And yeah. so that's the part that's really cool about being in a in a small town. Peterborough is not small, by the way. People think yeah. it is. It's not. <laughs> it's not small. It's a it's a fairly substantial thing yeah and people are just so community focused it's great it is uh, yeah and 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 that's a really great part of of my role like when you're dealing with uh, a big multinational corporation uh, i i i use bell in my class a lot Uh they do a tremendous amount of volunteer work for mental health yeah let's talk day yep Uh, they've donated over a 100 million dollars since i think oh nine so in in 10 years $10 a year has gone to local initiatives in communities for mental health awareness. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Their share price in that 10 years has also dramatically gone up. And so it's like, yes, that they do good. Totally. So good. Mm -hmm. And the amount of good that they're doing, there's no small family-run business that could do that amount of money like not right like none the, the impact that that 100 million dollars has had is way more than 100 million dollars mm. and no one else can do that you need like a big company but what did they do it for did they do it to provide good uh pr to their brand did they do it to get you know their their logo across different things lots of people in the business world would say yeah those things are mutually exclusive and maybe that fits in with Bell's mission mm-hmm. but because Bell is a corporation that is indebted to their shareholders their stock price has to go up yeah. so you got to believe that yes they donated an insane amount of money and it's so important and it's so good and I'm so glad that they've done that At the same time like you, you can question their motives A discussion that I have a lot in my class is, does that motive, do those motives actually matter? And that's a really good discussion to have.
0: It's a really good question.
1: Do do they matter? Yes or no? I don't know. Like, because we don't know. Obviously, we can't, we're not in the back end of of, of Bell and what they do. Lots of my students this year, it's funny, you get different student ideas. This year, my students were like, it doesn't matter. The motivation does not matter they've done it 100 million in 9 years 10 years yeah it doesn't matter what their motivation are is it really doesn't without we wouldn't the good that they have done with raising mental health awareness and all that is just so much better than the actual motive um yeah sure i don't i don't have an opinion on that but because you see lots of small businesses give back. I guess my my vibe to that is you you see lots of small businesses and organizations give back what they can, uh-huh. and just because they can't give back a hundred million doesn't mean that the contribution isn't the same. And so with smaller organizations, their intent is there, mm-hmm. even though the number isn't there. And so I I kind of lean towards that's more important the motivation behind. Gotcha. It but yeah. impact is impact. Yeah. And you know you need it you need it though you need those sort of things so what was the second part of that well the
0: second part was like is it in your opinion like do you have an opinion like can somebody make a business that's purely just to make the money
1: yes yep and it happens a lot and so
0: or I, i mean like i guess do you think it's okay
1: Yes, okay. yeah. yeah. I do think I do think it's completely uh, and, fine yeah. if if you set up, let's say you sell you know widget C, yeah, and you make the best widget C that's ever made. Yeah, you don't know, really you know, people would say that you need the passion in order to get there and sure. But there are, and and there's a big argument there for like staying power, especially if you're a new business. Like, yeah, like if you if you don't have that passion to provide Widget C, yeah, then you're not going to get to that final spot. But let's just say your motive, like you re, you you discovered that Widget C makes you a crap load of money, yeah. You plow plow into Widget C, <laughs> and you just like I'm making money. I'm making money with Widget C. That is awesome. I'm happy with Widget C. Mm-hmm. People like it; they buy it. That's it. You sell it. You live. You live a comfortable life. You do your own thing. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of businesses that sort of set up that way, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we are going to as a society is that we're demanding more from our businesses. Uh, we're demanding more. Yeah. Consumers, I should say, are demanding more. Yeah. So these organizations, instead of just providing a service that's well needed, they have to now do a second thing. They have to or third thing. They have to say, yeah, some of a percentage of what we're giving, selling with Widget C, goes to landfill reduction or plastic use or m- employ marginalized people, or it fits in with a different mission, or we give a check every year. Like consumers are demanding that. Sure. Okay. We're in that we're in that space now where consumers are demanding that. Yeah. And businesses have. Um, Reluctantly sign up to that. So, uh, and the reason why I say that is um, in August of this year, the Business Roundtable, so they are the CEO levels of CEOs of like the biggest American companies.
0: Yep.
1: I think there's 200 of them. And so they've, the Business Roundtable is a nonprofit group for their lobbying purposes, not company to company, but CEO to CEO to yeah. try and advocate certain things. This, uh, this August, they put out uh, a joint statement saying that uh, business should be stakeholder focused instead of shareholder focused. So when the Business Roundtable formed 40 years ago, it was shareholder value. Milton Freeman's economic theory about neoliberalism, the market decides it has to be shareholders. If you are director of your company, everything that you have to do has to maximize value to your shareholders. That's it. That is, that is the only person that you have to work for. Uh-huh. 40 years later, the business roundtable put out a thing that says that is we are now shifting that and it's stakeholders. So we want to uh, employ our the people that we work with, our suppliers, we want to treat everyone fairly, the environment we want to be good to. And so they've done a pivot, but it's taken them a very, very long time. Yeah. And whether or not they will actually do it is sure. is 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 to be seen. But people in this field of the social enterprise movement, people that are part of the B Corp movement, yep. they're like super excited about this announcement because finally you've gotten the attention of big businesses and yeah. the leaders of big business saying you can't do business the way that you've done it in the past
0: that is super exciting
1: they're super pumped by it yeah like they're super pumped that they're saying this uh, i'm completely skeptical that they'll actually do it sure but people again on the b corp side are like you know what this is excellent our our message that you have to treat everyone fairly you have to be good to the environment you have to get good, good to your employees is resonating
0: yeah it seems to be getting through to some extent
1: And consumers are demanding that, but, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a sort of, you know, I would love to see every business have, you know, like I say, I don't have that problem in Peterborough convincing businesses to be community focused because they, I haven't bumped into a business that isn't like we've got 900 members. I I can honestly, I don't know of any one that's like, yeah, you know, we just don't care about this place. (laughs) Like, I don't know anyone that says that, but a business doesn't have to do that. Lots of people will say that uh, if you do that, your your returns are better. Your financial returns are better. Like your employees are happier. The fun, But like, I mean, it goes deeper than that. It goes like, you know, you should just be a good steward. You could just be a good steward to, to where you are and yeah. your, your relationships. And if that works out financially, that's great. If it doesn't, so that's my long-winded answer of, no, of social enterprise. That's, yeah. And that's all my, based on, there is some research based on that sort of perspective that okay. I, can't, I can't.
0: No worries. Yeah. No, that's,
1: articulate. That's but,
0: great. Yeah, like I, with people sort of, you know, coming to me now and asking that kind of question, I, and I, I say that you just, and there's obviously different ways on different levels. If it's just, if you're doing the business just to make the money, it's fine. Know, that's, know that yep. first and foremost so that you're not like, yeah, it, you know, maybe you're not getting burnt out because you're not so passionate about it. Like, know that's yep. like your your primary purpose. Exactly. Yeah. And then maybe your hobby does something for the community or for...
1: Fulfills for, your inner need.
0: Yeah, your inner need or, yep. or like that, you know, uh, Tony Robbins talks about how like contribution is a really big... And like lots of people talk about contribution is kind of one of those those pillars of of meaning in life so gotcha yeah there's different
1: ways yeah and i mean a business like i said a business doesn't have to have that as part of their mission to be successful yeah but you know if you're if you're after like i mean i guess that's the point of the podcast if you're after meaning yeah chasing profit does not equal meaning you can be in you can survive yeah Chasing profit does not mean meaning. Right. Right. At all. Yeah. Um, there's a really interesting, uh, we w- I've watched this a long time ago, podcast, a video. I wonder if we talk about the last time. The Queen of Versailles. It's oh, a, okay. It's a Netflix. It's a documentary. Yeah. And it's about um, the guy who came up with the timeshare model. Oh. So this guy is wealthy. Beyond measure wealthy. And yeah. the story is his wife... He's got a wife that he loves and he's got kids and he's like a plain Jane type of guy. Like Uh he doesn't drive fancy cars. Like he's just, he made so much money that his wife decided to build a replica of the Palace of Versailles in Florida. Mm -hmm. That's what the podcast, the the video, sorry, the podcast, the documentary is about. Uh And they started building it in 07 or 08. And so then the credit crunch, you know, the the great recession happened and so all the money dried out and so then it followed that part. But it's so interesting because that guy who's who's built the timeshare model and is wealthy. Like I mean, he is very very wealthy. He measures his his contribution, his worth to how much dollars he's bringing in. Like you can see that. Uh-huh. But he's not greedy. If he was working for stones, he would want the bigger, like he want more stones. If he was working for like whatever, like he's just interested in like using the 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 dollar money, the dollar value as an indication of how successful he is. It's
0: sort of like Warren Buffett.
1: To okay, explain. I don't know about Warren Buffett. Sorry.
0: Well, I, I think like he's not greedy, but he's worth what like 46 billion
1: dollars <laughs> he's worth a lot yeah yeah like, so yeah but, it,
0: but it's like he's his passion is making businesses grow yep and like yep. He, the you know like s- the stocks and and just knowing okay. knowing
1: how to I see where you're coming from
0: how to like and but he does a, there was a really great um hbo uh, yeah it was on hbo there's a really great warren buffett documentary it's like an Don't hour you. long i think or 90 minutes or two hours whatever it was Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it because like uh warren buffett and charlie munger are just really interesting people charlie munger is kind of like the even cooler one he's oh okay he's uh the, the right hand man of warren buffett and like he doesn't get the limelight that warren buffett does but he's he's there just just as critical to the whole berkshire hathaway picture yeah but and he's also like his idol is ben franklin and it's just oh he's just so wise like he's got this really cool book called poor charlie's almanac which is um kind of inspired from like the whole ben franklin wrote this thing called poor richard's almanac okay and all the wisdom like it's just but it's cool like they're just they they uh i think warren buffett still lives in like his house in Omaha? The same house the that same same he house yep. he's all grew, like grew up in and everything?
1: Yeah. And he's giving like none of his kids are getting any of the, like he's that's, giving like 85 million away to charity. Like yeah. he's like, my kids don't need this money. Yeah. Like, and that's a great example of whatever this uh, Queen of Versailles guy. Okay, yeah. Because it's the same thing. Like kay. he's measuring success in like the money, Yeah, but he doesn't care about the money. Yeah, Like he, he he's not working. Like it's just a measure of saying of, of how successful he is. Yeah. And, and it sounds like your Warren Buffett example fits that mold of like, yeah. this is how much value we brought to shareholders. I don't really care like, yeah. about the money. Like, I'm, yes, I'm wealthy, but like, who cares? Yeah. Like, I, <sighs> so I, I, and I guess that's the long way of saying that if your business is focused on making profit, which every business should be because you have to be in business. Yeah. Without profit, you're not in business. Yeah. So you need profit but if you're solely motivated by that number it's going to be a long road you can be successful it's a long it's a difficult road and it's not meaning there's no meaning in chasing that number because there's always someone with more num with with a bigger pot exactly yeah you can't there's always like it's it's very shallow but like if you if you connect with selling widget c i'm helping people widget c is great yeah great And that is, we got to wrap up. Yeah, no, yeah, you're you're running. Yeah, you're running out of uh, of other space. Thank you so much. uh, That was crazy. People
0: can find you. You know, the Chamber of Commerce. Yes. As a salesperson for the same Chamber of Commerce, you're not salesy at all. Oh, feel
1: like is that is that a good thing? Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
0: Like to me, it is. Like I'm not. Yeah, because I'm not a a salesy person either. So to me, it's It's good. It's more about like the building that relationship and getting people to. Join in and, and be part of the Chamber. But yeah, Chamber's doing great things online too. So yeah, that's, that's uh, check definitely. them out on social media, on Facebook and cool. and uh, Instagram. And
1: thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me ramble <laughs> on for an insane amount of time. I apologize. A, no, no,
0: no. Oh, it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's like a, you know, it's a slow evolution i definitely noticed that the sound's much better when i've just got like the the by day or the gotcha that uh, with this mic um the stereo one picks up it is a little bit harder to hear anybody and pick up background noise so i'm it's 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 tricky though because like if we've got four people stationed here the only way to really do it is with the stereo mode. yeah otherwise uh otherwise somebody's gonna sound quiet and like i've in some of the previous you know i've kind of got like it's kind of ingrained in my head now, but I have the sort of mental checklist of what I, uh, of what I kind of go through beforehand. Yep. Cause you know, I um, if I set this on like cardioid, you can hear me really well, not, but not you. Yeah, And then it sounds all funny. Cause it's just like the sound, you know, just traveling yep. over and coming through. And I've messed up a few times, but um that's why I've, I always like do the backup, and that mic is actually pretty good. That's gotcha. like, uh, one it can of the, pick it can pick up. That's one of the, like the more popular like vlogging mics for cameras. Gotcha. So um, that's kind of like my backup if I need it, okay. and uh, and it's it's pretty cool. Like, um, and you don't have to match the
1: audio to this, right? Because so, it's already picking up.
0: Yeah. So um, Adobe is pretty amazing. Like, oh yeah, you figure it out. Um, it can do that you can you can automatically synchronize audio that's incredible yeah so as long as so, crap as long as there's some sound coming through the camera okay um it doesn't even need to be an external mic it can just be the mic that's built into the camera Holy crap and you've got like a better quality microphone you click on the the video file You click on the audio file and you press synchronize and And it actually matches it up perfectly. It's unbelievable. That is unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Like, cause I'm thinking like, oh man, it would take so much work to like get this synced up, like this synced up to that. Holy crap. No, mind you, this thing runs so,
0: it takes like, to do that part of it takes me all of like 60 seconds. Sweet. Yeah. Um, like it is a, it's a digital camera, not a video camera. So that's why I actually set the timer for about 27 minutes. Cause it only runs for half an hour. Gotcha. And then there there's like, so then I have to go reset it for the next like part. Cause usually we do almost like an hour yep. pretty easily, pretty yep. effortlessly on the podcast. Um, and so there is a part where if, you know, if the conversation's going really well and I don't want to interrupt the flow of the conversation because that's yep. that's kind of the central, you know, aspect of what we do here <laughs> is really <laughs> like you get into the the flow state through these awesome conversations. And, yep. uh, and so sometimes like, you know, all the video, like people will usually just play it in the background or whatever at home right so mm-hmm. they're not like watching us for an no. hour straight they're just listening in because youtube's their preferred yep. audio or they're like player and they might have um youtube red or whatever that's like y- you know you play offline or like you can close the app and just keep it playing in the background so there's sometimes where the audio keeps rolling like this will go continuously but But there's like a a little spot like a minute or two that doesn't have the video clip because i i didn't get back to the camera to turn it back on gotcha that's why i try to do 27 minutes and then it gives you a little bit of a minutes to like find the pause and the natural pause in the conversation instead of knowing when it shuts off right at 30. um but yeah so you know uh it's kind of been a slow like adding of things. I think I started, I tried to start out with like really cheap, like lapel mics that were like 30 bucks. Um, How much does this thing cost? This is like, uh, when they're on sale, they're like 120. If you go to Best Buy, it's like 170 or something. But okay. if you get it online, they're, like depending on the color there's different colors and if you choose like the cool blue <laughs> yeah. or
1: black one is that wild that the color <laughs> yeah. makes a difference yeah. so, same thing with baby gear you buy yeah. like the fancy black color yeah way more expensive than like <laughs> the blue and you're like
0: yeah yeah so anyway, sorry so no worries that's um yeah this is a very popular podcast mike because the audio is really quite good um and I think over time we'll upgrade to like, so each person has their own mic because yep. then it's going to just have less back a little bit less background noise. Yes. Um, I also think eventually I'd like to do this. Um, I've got like a space in, in the basement at home that would probably be nice because we do get the odd like car
1: yeah, horn. Or you whatever. do hear that every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not
0: bad. It's not that it's not that bad, but you know, those are the s- things you improve upon. Like we didn't start with an extra light. Like the light helps to make the totally. video version way brighter. Yep. Like if you go back and look at some of the original ones. I even had a seated here in front of the the light coming in the back. So it's just
1: stuff that like I've I've yep. learned over time. You you play around with it. Yeah, we've got the same lights then and they make such a difference. Yeah. They make a world of difference. Yeah. For, for we sure. we do video in our boardroom. Yeah. And uh in there, tons of light comes in. Yeah. So you always start you turn the camera on you're like yeah this is fine you won't ever turn on the like you're not thinking about it then halfway through a cloud comes in or yeah someone walks by or like and then the camera adjusts and then it's dark and you're like yeah okay just just set this up it's yeah. not that difficult
0: no it's not and
1: it, and it works every time for sure
0: yeah so that's um that was a, an addition that's so um, cool and then yeah just the audio
1: and you pay for adobe
0: yes Gotcha. yeah like i um I still can use my student cards for a lot of things. So I, uh, for, I think, I think it just ended, but the first year, you know, uh, of business I was using like the, for the whole suite of products for Adobe was, was like 20 bucks a month for me. Crap. Yeah. That's nothing. It is. Yeah. It's great. I think. And now it's, um, it's gone up. It's like 45, which is still really reasonable. Like I, I, uh, I can't go back now
1: it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's well, this idea of like syncing audio and it takes sixty seconds on its own is just
0: yeah, crazy. Yeah. no, and like now that I know how to use you know Premiere Pro for video editing after effects for doing like yep. you know additional graphics and everything with the videos um. Yeah, I can't go back to
1: not <laughs> using it. It's amazing. So, who who listens typically to this podcast? So, um, do you know or is that super hard to know?
0: It's it is very challenging. That like analytics with podcasts is a is is a really challenging thing um because You know, if it's YouTube, the YouTube side's a little bit easier because you can actually get the demographics from YouTube. Cool. Um, You can see how long they watch through the episode. You know, all that stuff is available. And that's why I like to do the YouTube version or the video version. Just because it's
1: so much easier just to get data from. Yeah. Useful
0: data. Well, because the... there's a couple different things. Like we upload the episodes. Um, it's it's funny. I haven't even like introduced you yet, but we'll we'll get to your side of it in a bit too.
1: <laughs> I just want to know about this, yeah, because I'm I'm interested in the chamber probably for doing sure. This, but yeah, we need to work that out. Anyway, yeah. sorry. And
0: no, no worries. Um, so like I there's different ways, and I think a popular one is called Anchor or Anchor.fm, um, which I think has a little more. I don't know why it has a little more advanced analytics as far as podcasts go. It's very popular now. Okay. Uh, you can also easily monetize it if that's something that you're into. We're not so much into that in the same way, but like you can actually, they have like a list of of sponsors that they could plug into your podcast based on like your, oh, your category or whatever. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Anchor is like very popular for that, but I just um, like, we have a Squarespace website. Yep. For for Flow Spa, and it's just so easy to use, but also so powerful as far as the um, like. I don't think there's a limit. Like with Anchor, I think you it's like a hundred or two hundred episodes, and then it and then oh, all you... the old ones start to drop off. Like it only there's a limit, but I don't think with Squarespace there's any limit to how many you can have up. Cool. I might be wrong with that, but they also have. So the reason I switched to doing like a third party analytics for the podcast is with the squarespace one um i think it's it's like a it's an analytics of the rss feed so the numbers look crazy compared to like my number of blog views per like day or week or month got it like we have spikes of like a thousand or more people going through the podcast whoa or a thousand more hits but i think that's because Anytime that say like um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play Podcasts, or whatever it's called, yep. or an Android one like Podcast Addict, Overcast, all those things, whenever they pull into your feed to like actually update it, I think that counts oh, as like a, a tick. X, yeah. Either one tick or maybe even more than one. And so it's a very misleading number. So I added in like there's with Squarespace again, you can actually just put in where like the podcast analytics um and it's like a url redirect basically that sends it to um i just use it's called like i think blueberry and it's kind of a little more accurate so now we kind of know but it doesn't really show it shows like location um it shows which whether it's mobile or desktop and stuff but it's still the issue is that People download podcasts to their device. Yes. They don't Oh, and it's and
1: maybe they listen to it or not is it different.
0: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't show yeah. how long they've listened to it because that's not something that's built into most podcast players. Yeah. Um or or yeah, podcast yeah. like apps. Um whereas I think that's one of the benefits of using like the anchor system is I think that the game, it shows it to some of that. But everybody would have to be using anchor as well, I believe. Cool. Um and Apple's kind of working on their analytics side of it, but it's still in beta and I haven't been able to get it to work. Gotcha. Like it doesn't show me any data so I don't know what's the deal with that.
1: So what do you, so I mean what's average for like whatever download number um, through this Blueberry so,
0: service? So like through, through different podcast um, apps, it seems like it's around like 10 to 15. That's pretty but good. Then, but then we get like Views of, like, sometimes, like, 50 to 70 to 80 on, on YouTube. YouTube. Oh, yeah, wow. so, like, we may be getting... Our, we've got the... I, I still don't know how to interpret all the numbers, but it looks like That's our cool. number of unique downloaders, which I think means subscribers, is, okay. like, 170-ish.
1: Whoa, awesome, congrats. So, yeah, so it's going up. And it, and it's across the world, it's not... um, Or not really, is it, does it it's, seem like...
0: Like, it's definitely... In Canada for the most part. Cool. Um, but there are some like international Weird. like yeah, there are some international ones too. So I don't know it could be I don't know. Well, I kind of push it out like I've got more of like a from from competing and training in strongman. Mm-hmm. Um, like that audience, which I sometimes share some of our podcast episodes if they're relevant to, yeah, is uh is a little more like global based cool so it could be some overlap there it could also just be like the name Flowcast is uh there's like another i think there's a podcast in like sweden or something called Flowcast. okay and it's not in english so i figured it would be okay for me to use that name anyway <laughs> and uh and i don't know if any of it's from, from overlap from that but not really sure now uh, the whole like podcast analytics things not something we obsess too much about because you're just trying to
1: get content you're trying to
0: the content and like the local the local content relevant to the people that are you know whether they're coming into flow spa or just kind of this this deeper mission of flow states is uh is all good to us so yeah we're not like obsessed about trying to be you know uh like Joe Rogan and getting like uh undies and, and quip and, yep. and the cash app and all that yep. on our like, yep. sponsored, at least at this point, it would it's be, it hard be cool to get there, man. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: hard like, to
0: get, especially there. because it's as it is really hard. Like I'm, I'm good at analytics. It's really hard to validate a podcast. So I have no clue. I think probably like, that, yeah. I think it probably depends on probably a lot of it would be dependent on if you're one of those like, Top ones on Apple Podcasts.
1: Yeah, I have Uh, a feeling. I have a feeling that they would get. It's
0: probably more subjective than objective on who gets the. Yeah,
1: but I have a feeling that they would just choose one, like one marketplace, like Apple Podcasts, probably, and and they're like, "Yep, this gets, you know, a million downloads an episode." Yeah, just through that one, probably. You know, and it's like you know that that's a number
0: because some Android. The interesting thing is some Android. Um, podcast players you can actually see how many people are subscribed to a podcast which is like something you're not supposed to be able to know (laughs) like from from the user perspective you're not really supposed to be able to know how many people subscribe to to it i don't know that's kind of like the funny thing about podcasts where you know youtube you can see how many subscribers somebody has with podcasts you can't but there are some but they're only i think it's either only through that specific app so like podcast addict is an example okay. of, of one that I've used on Android before. And you can see how many people are subscribed, but I think it's either only through Android or it's only through Podcast Addict. So it's not okay. like you see all the iTunes subscribers or the the Apple Podcasts. Very cool. So yeah. Very cool. But um and and it doesn't have to be, like, a. I, I kind of mentioned this to you before.
1: Yeah, in the email. It doesn't yeah. have
0: to be a long-form no. thing. Like, we like to do that because we like to actually get the conversation into, like, a flow state of, yep. of just kind of getting deeper onto subjects and seeing where it leads us. But uh, it can also be something really short. Like, Seth Godin does that. There's people that do just, like, these sort of yep. riffs or rants, and and they're very popular. Um, yep, yep. And if that's kind of, yeah, that's something that can definitely be done too.
1: Yeah. We've, it, it comes up every so many months. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany is like, she loves being in front of a mic. And yeah. She's really good at it. Yeah. Like she's really excellent at yeah. it. So she's always like, yeah, let's do a podcast. And we get, we have a ton of crazy con, like we have just so many stories. Of course. Yeah. Flowing in and out of the office. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we could totally talk about this or that. And so, but every time it's like, okay, what is it actually going to be about? Right. How does it help our mission? And then it's like, okay, now we're like, now we're back in the muck here. Like besides how can we make this better? Or how can we, you know, cause we, we still have to work for our members. So like, how yep. is this beneficial? How is this actually going to add to, 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 you know, our, the community, our, our business community and we just get stuck.
0: That makes sense. Like another, another good example is, uh, so one of the most helpful for me personally, um, in opening up Flow Spa, is it was the Daily Solutions podcast by okay. these guys from Float On down in Portland, Oregon. They've got a, like a they're very helpful to the industry at whole for float tanks, and they did 365 days straight of 10 to 15 minute episodes, like Q and A on float tanks. Cool. Whether it's which type of disinfectant to use, how to like drain cool. the tanks, like every single question you could think of. And, you know, people would send in their questions. The next day they'd answer a new question because cool. they had five years of experience. In, or maybe it was eight. I think they've actually been around for eight years. So it's been a like they've been around with their float center for a long time. Cool. And they did. And even if you're not in, like, it's worth checking out because they do like a something that you guys kind of have fun with at the chamber. Their intros were like, they would kind of just like, you know, bang pots and pans and make like their own song every day or like a different intro. One would be, you know, like kind of how you guys like like when you did the um, sort of fake news reporter for Black Friday. Like They would sometimes do that where it's like, you know, they're reading off like a teleprompter and it's like uh, it says that this is the Daily Solutions podcast. I don't (laughs) think that's correct. You know, they would just and it was so much fun to listen to, like just even just so. what their introduction was going to be for the day. And that was like their style. And um, it's, it's cool to even just check out a few of them, but yeah, that was uh, it was very helpful for me. And that's another example of something that sometimes was five minutes long a day. Um, I find that doing a daily one is, kind of aggressive if they they have a bit of a team they've got like a yeah guy and you know they've yeah. got they got a little you, bit you, more you,
1: after you record this you got to clean it up a little bit you got to yeah. like you got to make sure it all works you have to you know save it, Yep. all that stuff, yep. all that put st- it
0: all together. That you know. takes time.
1: I love your intro. It's funny that you talk about intro. I love your intro to, oh, thank you. to the Flowcast. Like yeah, it's really, it's like, yeah, here we go. Like I, this sort of upbeat techno sort yeah. of thing, but it's not like crazy No. fist pumpy sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, I got it.
0: When So it, it started with a different song uh, a while ago that a, a friend of mine actually made which we actually use in the float tanks okay as uh as sort of the relaxation music and sort of wake up music and it worked pretty well but it wasn't exactly what i was looking for to like embody the flow cast yeah and then i found this this song and kind of like something that ties into it a little bit too is like uh you know there's the adobe subscription you can definitely find like free music or whatever royalty free music. But, um, I subscribe to, uh, a, like a, a music subscription service that you can then use for your videos, cool or podcasts. Um, because I do like, I do make a couple videos a month as well. And it's nice to have music in the background. Yes. Instead of just being like silent. Yeah. Um, and since I've kind of like been bit by the photography and videography bug, it <laughs> works out in that <laughs> yeah. way too. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's another thing that, like, you know, it's not super expensive, but it's like another part of the the package. Yeah, the like
1: experience. Yeah, the,
0: the music, and because I want to keep that song, like, I stay subscribed to that cool. that uh, platform as well.
1: Yeah, now you're now you're stuck,
0: a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a now, good stuck. Yeah, no, it's a good stuck as long as long as I you know maintain the the enjoyment of it, then I might as well. Um, I think like what i think i don't know as far as i understand if you're subscribed to something like that you can't upload any new videos with the music but anything that's from the past where you paid before like they're not gonna you're not gonna get in trouble oh i see so it's not like you're stuck indefinitely but you're stuck if you want to keep moving forward yeah for you know i guess that's sort of the idea of building a business anyways ideally things are going up so yeah it's still always moving up and up yep As always, thank you for listening to the Flowcast. If you like listening to this podcast, I really encourage you to go and leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us or subscribe on Spotify or on YouTube if you like the, the video versions. Also forward it to a friend you think could benefit from the information in this episode or any other episode It really helps to spread the word and we definitely appreciate it. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again next time.